Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Okay. Is anybody hungry for more of God? Anybody, anybody hungry for a, for a touch from him? If you are and you're able, why don't we stand for a moment and let's give him an opportunity to, to respond to that desire. Yeah, and if you, if you can just lift your hands or put your hands in your receiving posture, um, I just want to pray for us right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in this room right now, right now. And God, we don't want to, we don't want to just come and, and sit and, and show up doing our time, hoping for an encounter to happen some later time. God, we want it now. <laughs> we want it now. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll pour out on every person in here right now, in Jesus' name. I just, I just speak to your spirits, each person in here right now, in Jesus' name. You can receive his presence now. You can receive his presence right now. And I just, I just call on your faith to perk up and to, and to reach out for the hem of his garment right now and let him touch you. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill this place. Lord, I ask you to move upon our expectancy right now. To turn our eyes to you and to know that you're walking in our midst in this moment, Lord. Touch each person. Lord, I pray for every person who's watching online or listening online. Touch them now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we need your presence God, we talk about it a lot. Heaven come. Kingdom come. Heaven in our midst. We talk about it a lot. God, it it is here. Help us not to miss it. You're here. You're here. (laughs) Take a drink of them right now. Take a drink. I give you permission. Each person. I give you permission to drink the presence of God into your spirit and to let him fill you right now. I give you permission in the name of Jesus to not think about what somebody else might think. Give you permission to not worry about if something weird would happen if you showed up more than you've been currently walking in. And just let it loose in the name of Jesus. I I call on you to let it loose in the name of Jesus. I feel something shifting right now. Yeah, just let it loose. Don't let anybody else determine how much of God you're going to (laughs) get. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, He's here. I don't care how sloppy it gets. We want more of God. Hallelujah. Whoa, more of you, Lord. I feel His presence increasing right now. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. If you, if you truly want it, just say it. More, Lord. And tell them, I don't care what it looks like. I just want you. Thank you, God. Move, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to worry about what anybody else thinks. I want more of you. More, more, more. Hallelujah. I also give you permission to not... um, Determine your worthiness of the more based on anything you've done or not done good enough. In the name of Jesus, 
I give you permission right now in the name of Jesus to allow Jesus to determine your worthiness. He's given you for free worthiness. Whoa, thank you, Lord. More. Receive it. Ha, 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 ha. More, Lord. More, Lord. Hmm. However good you want to be to be worthy, this is the only way you can get there anyway. <laughs> so let him give you the more. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Shaka la lekita bodeya. We need you. We need you. We need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, lay your hands on somebody and, and just release and receive at the same time. Just let, him, let the Spirit flow right now. Flow, Lord. Flow, Lord. Flow, Lord. Ah, more. More. Yes, Lord, let your presence saturate this place, Lord. Fall on us. Fall on us, Lord, right now. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. More, Lord. It would be beneath you to not expect powerful manifestations of the Holy Ghost. That would be beneath you. To not expect fresh baptisms of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it, it would be beneath you to not expect dunamis, miraculous power to flow up or flow and show up. Thank you, God. Flow, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. God. The glorious one. The miraculous one. Thank you, Lord. You are His children. <laughs> He's given you a seat at the table. Thank you, Lord. VIP. VIP access to the throne room of the universe. It's yours. You're, you're right. You have the right of passage. Hallelujah. It would be beneath you to not expect angelic manifestations. Come on. <laughs> you are so much greater than you know you are. In the Spirit of God, in your spirit, you have greatness. You are children of the Divine One. Come on. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, put your hands on your bellies. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Holy Spirit, I ask you to flow right now. Flow in Jesus' name. We want more, Lord. <laughs> we want more. We want more. Thank you, God. This is not out of our reach. This is actually 
your central core place. Thank you, Lord. All right, you guys are in a pretty good spot right now. Why don't you sit, if you're able, if you're in a trance that makes you stand, then by all means, don't get out of that. But, but stay, stay connected to the flow right now. I'm not doing a slideshow today. Because <laughs> I need to flow, right? <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, I woke up in the morning from a dream. And in the dream, I, I had, the, had a song in my spirit that just kept going over and over and over and over. And I couldn't, couldn't put my finger on what the song was, but I knew that I knew it from my childhood. And I knew it was spiritual. I knew it was important. I knew it was on God's heart, but it just kept flowing through my spirit just over and over on repeat. And in the dream, I was, uh, I was looking for verses in the Bible that had to do with um, my former pastor, Bill, not Bill Johnson, but Bill Roberts from the church I grew up in. Um, there, I was looking for notes or verses from a sermon I think he had, and, and I thought I was looking in John for it, and so I just kept looking, and I kept hearing this song flowing, and I didn't, still couldn't get it yet, but after a little while of, of going through it, um, I realized that the verse wasn't in John, but in 1 John. And it was 1 John 3, verses 1 through 3, which is where I'm going to read here in a moment. And as, as soon as I read it, I knew exactly what the song was, because the song was one that Pastor Bill Roberts wrote out of 1 John 3, 1 through 3. And it sings through the actual verses and it was like it was resonating deep in my spirit. And I, I knew that, that this passage was going to be one that we need to talk about soon. So I was, I was just kind of waiting for the right time for it. But uh, <clears throat> when I was younger, I used to read this passage and, and assume that it was referencing when Jesus returns. You know, we, m many believe that he's going to return one day in the sky and, and we're going to all be raptured into his image and taken to heaven. Um, but but I, I will say that since then, I don't know that, that this passage is supposed to be confined to that moment in the future. I'm not saying that it's not going to be fulfilled in that setting. You know, I, I believe it will. But I believe it's an ongoing reality. And I'm going to read this out of the New King James in the, in the New, New American Standard Bible, it has a little bit of a different wording, so I'm going to make sure to point that out in one spot because it's important to not miss one piece of it because they both came from different ancient manuscripts. But I'm going to read it, and then I'll just add that little piece in there. First one, it says, Behold. Everybody say, Behold. Behold. <laughs> we can just stop there, actually. <laughs> Behold. That's not like a passive word. That's like a, you, you have something to do with this. And you need to take note. You need to, it's not just taking note, it's actually, it's actually posturing yourself in a, in a perceiving and I'm going to look into something in a very deep way kind of a word, all right? Behold. Behold. What are we beholding? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's the most important thing you could ever behold, I'll tell you that, all right? It, it, I, I think that it's easy as Christians for us to, to experience Christianity knowing that God loves us, but it kind of is kind of an ingrained thought, but not necessarily what we live from, all right? But this actually says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. Whoa. We've been in a season of primarily focusing on the Father and His love for us and what it looks like for Him to actually not just be our God, but to literally be our Father. And so what does that mean for you and me? Like, what does that put our position in the, in the equation of the relationship? If He's a Father, it means I need to know what it means for me to be a son, 
You ladies need to learn what it is to be a daughter because he's a father. Amen? So behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. And that word love is agape, which means unconditional love. It means a love that you could not earn. You, you don't even deserve it. But, he, but he's determined that he's going to give it to you, and he cannot help himself because God is love. Amen? So it's agape. It's unconditional love. You can't, you can't do good enough to earn it. You can't do bad enough to lose it. He's committed. He, he's made a covenant with himself that could only be broken through death, okay? Like he's covenanted to love you no matter what. And not just to love you as a God, but to love you as a father. Come on. I mean, that's, that's some kind of love. If you think about the, 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 there's millions and hundreds of millions of gods in this world. I mean, Hinduism itself has over 100 million, which is wild. <laughs> Very wild. But like all the gods that this world's ever had that are false gods, and, and there's only the one who, who isn't looking to be appeased by your duties, all right? He, he chose to do the appeasing himself, and, and he, he's the only God who has fully vested himself into his people so that they can receive his goodness by his initiative, because every other God needs to be served in a certain way, and if you're lucky, you might get the blessing from it, or you might not, okay? But he's the only God this world's ever seen that made the initiative. And, and not only did he decide to be good to his people, he decided he's going to love his people. And not only is he going to love his people, he's going to be a father to his people. And who are the people? But people who have utmost rejected him. And he still is like, you guys have rejected me and you've hated me. And I'm committed to doing everything I can to put myself into you and to get my unconditional love that you don't even deserve. I'm going I'm to reach the, out to you and do everything I can to get you into my kingdom, into my love, into my family. That's awesome. So behold, take a deep look. And don't quit looking. Gaze and keep gazing. Perceive and keep perceiving. Seek and keep seeking. Don't let go of this. There's more to understand. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. That's amazing. I want you guys to hear this. The Father is committed to you. No matter what you've ever done or will ever do, he's committed to you. He is, he's covenanted to love you unconditionally. That's awesome. Why don't you say this with me? I'm a child of the Most High God. Say this according to your gender, all right? But I am a son of God. Come on. My daddy is Yahweh. My daddy is Jehovah. My daddy is El Shaddai. My daddy is Elohim. Come on. That's crazy. Behold. Behold his love for you. What kind of love? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed, has freely given to us. Amen? That we should be called the children of God. He could have just called you minions. <laughs> he could have just called you his peasants 
or his servants, and it would have been just right. But the love that the Father has, he has called you sons and daughters, children of God. That's amazing. That's that's what he calls you. I love what Stephanie was sharing about feeling that, that glory on her as she knew that someone was praying for her. And then a couple of days later, the Lord revealed to her, that was me. What? Did that feel personal to you? I could see it in the tears of your eyes, how personal that felt to you. That's, that's, that was Jesus, but that demonstrates how much the Father thinks about you. He looks into your face, your face. You're my, you're my beloved child. Whew. That should be enough. But the, but the passage keeps going. So I am too. Right? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. And in the NASB, it continues that statement. It says, and thus we are. All right? And thus we are. Everybody say, I'm called a child of God. And thus I am. I'm called a child of God. And furthermore, I am a child of God. I'm not just called a child of God. I am. Come on. Like, like think about that. Christians, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like the Lord is... is continually trying to deepen my understanding of my sonship with him. And before I started realizing how important that was to him, I was just a Christian who loved God and he loved me. But I always would call myself a child of God. But God's like, he's not just, he's not just wanting us to casually consider ourselves his kids. Okay, because we can say it just like we say a lot of things that are written in the Bible. We say them but he actually wants you to behold this reality. Behold how much the Father loves you. Behold that he calls you his children. We don't just call each other or call ourselves his children. He calls us his children. And he shouts it to all of heaven. This is my child. Come on. But he wants us to go beyond just calling ourselves children, that we actually believe that we're his children. Amen? He's trying to take us to the next level with this. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, verse 2, beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we, sh- we shall be like him, for he shall s- we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. All right. Beloved. Who, who are you? Beloved. Come on. Now we are children of God. Don't try to get this so that you understand it later. Know it right now. You, right now, are his beloved child of God. Come on. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, all right? We don't don't even have a clue who God is making us to become. I mean, we have a clue because the Bible says it. But we don't really get it yet, okay? But the Lord is trying to work maturity into us in the Spirit so that we're growing into our sonship. He's trying to grow us into our sonship. And, and just like a child, like my son, um, today he'll probably tell you what he wants to be when he grows up. It'll be different than it was two years ago when he wanted to be a, a trash truck driver. That was like his dream, okay? I don't think he'd say that now, but, 
But like, and I don't know if what he's saying right now is what he's going to say in five years, but the more that he develops, the more he's coming into who he is. And every year, um, I, I look at my son and I'm, I'm seeing development in him. I'm seeing the, the, the nature and the personality that God has stored into him. And it's unfolding little by little. And, and I, I know David more now than I knew when he was younger. I know Livy more. Her, her personality is starting to come out in ways that I never would have expected a year or two ago. But it, we're starting to see new blossoming coming out of her. We're discovering who she is. Amen? And, and in five years, we're, more of what's in her is coming out. And that's, what, that's how it works in the Spirit. And the Lord has stored within you the very nature of your Father. He's packed in you. He's wired it into you. But the more that you grow in intimacy with God and in your, in your walk with Him, you become more mature in the Spirit. Those things that you put in you are going to start coming out. And you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, that's, that's who I am. The more you discover who you are, the more it starts manifesting in your life. We don't, it's not been revealed yet what we shall be. However, we shall be like him, all right? But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I used to think that was a rapture verse. And if, you know, if the rapture happens the way a lot of people think it is, there's, there may be a question mark on that, but hey, I'm not here to debate that one right now. If it does, I know that this is going to happen that way, but I don't think that this is, this is confined to a rapture verse. I think this is a principle of truth of the kingdom. That the more that, that, that you are getting the revelation of who your father is, the more you start becoming just like your dad. Hallelujah. Who, who wants to have more revelation of the Father? Who wants to be able to see God more for who He is? How many of you guys know that God wants to reveal Himself to you more than you already know? Like that's His pursuit, is the, is the continual, perpetual unveiling of Himself. The veil, revelation is, is the unveiling of what already was there, okay? And so the more that the gets revealed, the more the veil lifts, the more you see of the very person who was there the whole time. And the more that the Lord reveals to you who he is, the more he's releasing into you radical transformation, that the more you see of him, the more of that nature that he's put into you in your spirit because you've been born again, a child of the Most High God, the more that that nature starts manifesting and coming forth in you from the inside out. I don't know if there's, I don't know if anybody's excited about that. I, I know somebody is. I am. All right, just, just a little review of what I just read. It's agape love. It's unconditional. You don't deserve it, but you get it, and he's, he's relentless, okay, to give that to you. We are called his children, but we're not just called his children. We actually are God's kids. It's not just a concept or a term. It's a kingdom reality. Amen? Now we are his kids. Okay? Don't wait until the future to experience this. Don't wait till the future to experience the benefits of your sonship in Christ. It's available to you now. Amen? We don't have a clue yet what we will be. Whereas kids, kids grow up, the more mature they get, the more they come into who they are. But when God is revealed, we will be like him. We will actually see him 
as He is. There's a promise in there to us that God will reveal Himself to you. That's, there, there's no better promise than that one. And He's saying He will reveal Himself to you. I'm about to have everybody stand up and let's get whacked again. Just to, I need, to, I need the juices flowing. We, for we shall see him as he is. So you can stand back up if you want. Lord, I pray you'll just release this on everybody right now. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I ask you to, to release the spirit of wisdom and revelation on us. To show us, Lord. So that, so that the Father will be revealed to us. So that we will see him as he is. In Jesus' name. That we'll see you as you are, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, remove the veil off of our hearts so that we don't see you any less than the amount that you're ready to show us, Lord. Thank you, God. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. And so I, I just declare over us that we are, are increasingly becoming more powerful beholders of God. There, there's responsibility in that. You don't passively behold. That's just looking at something. Like he's actually saying behold, like, like peer in, press in, come and, come and see more. And, and to be a, become a holder of God, I'm not going to require you guys to stay standing. You stay standing as long as you're receiving. But if you want to sit back down, that's up to you. I'm not going to manage you right now, right? I'm just going to keep speaking. But you keep receiving. To be a beholder of God, you've got to be hungry. You've got to, be, you've got to have passion for what he wants to reveal to you. you. You It comes through worship, and it needs to be a heart of having all. The all of God. All. Having all that sees that God is greater than how much you were acting like he was before you started beholding, all right? It draws you in. <clears throat> and and I, I put in my side notes in my Bible here, it said, I said, we have a Matthew 5, 8 responsibility if we want a 1 John 3, 2 experience. And I'm going to have to read that to you so you know what I'm saying here. But we, we have a, a Matthew 5, 8 responsibility if we want a 1 John 3, 2 experience. Because 1 John 3, 2 is the one that says that we're going to be changed to be like him. That the more we see him, the more we become like him. Okay? And the, it says we shall see him as he is. If you want to have a 1 John 3, 2 experience, you need to have a Matthew 5, 8 responsibility. All right? Matthew 5, 8 said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you want to see God, you've got to have a Matthew 5, 8 responsibility to keep your heart pure. And if there's impurity in your heart, you repent. All right? The Bible is very clear. If you repent... If you confess it and you bring it to the light, he's faithful and just. He will cleanse you of all sins and unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus. He purifies you. But impurities will block your view from who God is. All right? It's like if he's right there and you're right here, like he's, he's actually visible, but you might not be seeing him because there may be something between you and him that's blocking your ability to see. Impurity does that. So the more we get it clean through repentance and letting him minister the blood of Jesus to us, he cleanses out the impurities that separated our visual to him. It clears it out, and guess what? He gives us the ability to see God. It's a good word. It's not my word. Jesus said it. So we need to be beholders of God. All right? 
But, but to be a beholder of God, we need, to be, we need to be pure in heart. So if the Lord reveals things that are impure, we need to ask him to come cleanse us. Okay? And the reason why I put that there is because 1 John 3, 2, that's the promise. But 3, 3 says, everyone who has this hope in him, you know, to see him and be transformed like him. Everybody who has that hope, they purify themselves. They purify himself, he purifies himself just as Jesus is pure. All right? So there's purification that's part of the process of the beholding of God, our Father. Because the more that we can see him, the more we become transformed into his image. The more the Lord reveals to you who he is, the more that starts changing in you, drawing forth your true divine nature as a child of the Most High God. It starts being revealed in you. Isn't that crazy? Listen, it says, we, we don't know what's, we don't, it has not been yet revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. He wants to expose himself to you to the level that you're willing to embrace it rightly. Are you willing to behold him? Are you willing to do it with a pure heart? He wants to reveal to you more than you probably currently believe that he can reveal to you. But he wants to. He wants you to behold him. He wants you to know how good of a father is he is to you. He wants you to know his love for you. Hallelujah. And he wants you to be transformed into his likeness. What? You mean to tell me that if God starts revealing himself to me and I see him in his glory, I'm going to be changed to be like him? Yes, I am saying that, actually. That the more that God reveals his glory to you, guess what? The more you will be glorified in him. This should be touching the deepest yearning of you guys' souls right now. He wants to transform you into his image. He wants to reveal himself to you and then through you. To, be, to become bolder, beholders of God, we need to be honest and unbiased in our approach to him to where he has the permission to reveal himself to us, even if it's in disagreement with what I thought he should reveal himself to me as. I need to be willing to lay down my idea of who God's is if he's proving himself to be different than what I thought. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big problem in the church right now of people trying to create God into their own image and I think that we all can do that at some level if we're not careful. But the Lord is looking for us to have a measure of humility that says, God, I relinquish to you my right to determine who you are if I see something falsely. Come on. He, he wants us to see him for who he really is. All right? It says we shall see him as he is. It doesn't say we'll see him as we wish he was. All right? He wants to reveal himself to us as he actually is so that we can be transformed to become like him, which means I'm going to have to let go of some things that I thought it ought to be like. <laughs> Whew. Help is Jesus. <laughs> Purify ourselves of anything that defiles us and of anything that, that could taint our view of who God is. Is anybody doing okay in here? Yes. 
good. The more the Father is revealed to us, the more we become like Him. Okay? The ways that we know God will impart to us those aspects of His nature. The ways that He reveals to you will be released into you as impartation, and it becomes who you are. We will manifest God's nature according to how it's revealed to us. All right? On the contrary, if we know him falsely, we will develop poor beliefs and behaviors, and those things will manifest in us as false manifestations of who God is. All right? Who, who's, who's with me right now? All right. <laughs> if the Lord reveals to you what he wants to reveal to you, and you have a heart that says, God, I'll take whatever is in your heart to reveal to me, even if it's not the thing I was hoping it to be, I'm submitted to you. Please reveal to me who you are. What if, I actually remember a season in my life when I was growing strongly in, a, in an anointing for healings, and, and that was how I was primarily ministering. Anytime I'd go out and, and go to different churches or ministries when I was traveling, I, I saw a lot of healings happening, and it was awesome, and I loved it so much, and I wanted more of it. But there came a time when, um, when I'd show up to minister, and I was showing up thinking, I'm going to see a lot of miracles tonight. And, but I, I tried to lean into what the Lord's doing, and, and right when I was about to start ministering to miracles, he didn't do it. And I, I was like, Lord, what's going on? And he said, well, tonight I, I want to show them who the Father is. I want to reveal the Father to them, not miracles tonight. I had to work through my own ego because I, I wanted to see the miracles happen. And I was so used to that. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just to be completely honest, it makes you seem a little bit more like a powerful, fiery revivalist if you show up and miracles happen than if you show up and they don't. And I kind of liked the idea of people thinking I'm a powerful, fiery <laughs> revivalist. But the Lord's like, I, tonight, I'm not moving in miracles. I'm moving in the Father's love to help people break off um, like performance. And, and, and I had to humble myself and say, Lord, okay, all right, I, I choose what you're doing over what I wish you were doing. And he took me through an entire season of that, and it shifted a lot of my focal points when I was traveling, and, and it actually was humiliating to me because I wanted the other stuff, but the Lord was trying to train me to realize it's more important that I'm leaning into what he's doing than what I'm trying to get him to be. It's been wonderful because he's given me a lot of breakthroughs that I needed in that part of my life that I was lacking. And, and the Lord was doing great things in that, but I had to surrender my idea of how God wanted to reveal himself and let him show up the way he wanted to. Amen? And sometimes, sometimes we need to show up to God and say, Lord, I give you permission to, to do whatever you want. I give you permission to reveal to me any part of you that you want. And, and when it starts moving, it's different than what you were hoping. You got to make a decision. Am I going to keep pressing into what I wanted or yield to what he's doing? Guess which one's going to be the most powerful one? Not the one you wanted. The one that he's doing. And when you lean into what he's doing and you behold him in that place, he's going to impart new things of his nature into your life that you would have missed had you focused on the thing that you thought was the better one. You'll miss out. All right? Everybody okay? All right. <clears throat> when the Lord wants to reveal to you 
that, he, that he's a good father. Like, behold, behold that. Behold the father nature. Because when, when he's going to, he transforms us into his image. When he reveals, we become like him, right? And he will show us himself as he is. All right? So, so if the Lord's revealing father, like that is an opportunity for you to get breakthroughs in your sonship. And, and then as you grow in that, it becomes bigger than just for you. You get to start releasing the father heart of God to other people. Because what he, what he transforms you with, you freely receive. Then you get to the place where you can freely give out what he did in you. So he's trying to impart nature into you so you can be transformed to be a recipient of his nature and then to demonstrate that nature as it becomes part of your life. I'm, I'm tempted sometimes to splice a part of our church budget into hiring an amen corner. <laughs> just, just so people can be like, amen, Jesse. Amen. Thank you. If the Lord thanks. Oh, wait, let me just relish. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, that feels good. That feels good. Thank you. That's, thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm going to relish in that one. Hopefully it carries over to next week. It, I know. I love you too. And I, I, I give you a hard time and I give myself a hard time. But if the Lord wants to reveal himself to you as, the, as, the, as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God is my healer, like let him press in, behold him as the healing God. And, and let him reveal that to you because he wants to release his nature into you. It's not just so you can know aspects of God. It's because he's actually trying to manifest himself into you. He, he, wants to, he doesn't just want us to believe for miracles. He wants us to see God as the miracle-working God. It's not just wanting the thing he can do, but seeing who he is in it. And letting him manifest himself. I, I would rather focus on God, the miracle working God, than the miracles. Because I've found that when you, you behold him for who he is, he shows up and manifests and things happen accidentally. Because he manifests who he is. And when you behold him and you let him reveal his nature to you, it shows up. I find that the more that I focus on his glory and worshiping him in his glory and just, just in awe of that, I start feeling his glory start manifesting in my presence. Behold. What part of God is he calling you to behold? He wants to reveal something that he can manifest. And he wants to manifest it not just for a momentary experience, but so that it can actually get deposited into you and become a part of who you are so that you carry that thing and it becomes a part of your Christian walk. It's not just about a Christian walk. It's about manifesting your sonship, manifesting your daughtership. Because we resemble our Father according to how much He's revealed to us. Amen? If the Lord is revealing himself to you as the God of, who, who brings breakthrough, let him release the, the power of manifest breakthrough into your life where shackles can fall off of places that are bound. Jesus said that he came to set the captives free and to bring liberty to those in prison and to heal the brokenhearted. That's who he is. It's not just something he does. It's who he is. And the more you behold who he is, the more he reveals himself to you and you press in and you get to know him and that he's, he's releasing the impartations of his nature into us and they become manifested in us and we can carry that thing. And then it can flow out of us because we get changed to be more like him. That thing becomes part of our inheritance and our identity and, and who we are in Christ. Amen. We, we need the Lord to reveal himself to us in his mercy and grace, 
Not just so that we can receive mercy, but so we can be people who are merciful. We need God to reveal his, his agape love to us. First, so that we can just be the best receivers of love that exists in this world. That's your highest priority. Be the best receiver of God's love you could possibly be. Let Him reveal it to you. Let Him fill you with it. Because the more you get that in you as He shows you who He is, the more loving you will become. It's good stuff. And like, <laughs> thank you. And like I said, sometimes I have to cheer me on too. So, so like, like I said, the Lord wants to reveal His glory to us so that we can behold Him in His glory. Like, guess what? He actually wants you to see His glory. He wants you to receive and encounter His glory. Whoa! You think you want it. You have no idea what want even means if you don't know how much He wants to do that for you. And the more that He reveals His glory to you, guess what? He literally wants you to be His glorified children walking this earth. <laughs> he wants you to be glorified. It's not your glory, it's His. Come on. I'm about to use self-restraint <laughs> massively right now. <laughs> now I know what I'm picking up on next week. I want to read to you guys a testimony and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna bring us into a, a time with God, right? <clears throat> if you didn't know, I, I wrote a book years ago called Unconditional, Liberated by Love. It's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> if I say my so myself. There, I think it was chapter five. I have this little section in there that's called the hysterical miracle. I want to read this to you. The hysterical miracle. I used to serve as a prayer servant for a ministry at Bethel Church called Healing Rooms. Every week, the entire Healing Rooms ministry team is amazed at God's miracles of various kinds, and we get to hear many reports. They even see the same results go worldwide through Skype on the internet, which, by the way, Seth used to actually head that up. Yep, he did. One Saturday morning, after a couple of hours of struggling with feeling that I wasn't connecting well with the Spirit, I actually was feeling like this anxiety. I felt this unworthiness. It was weird. <clears throat> the Lord spoke into my heart. Oh, and I was also like, I was in this performance mindset, like, I'm not feeling the Spirit, so how do I work this thing up? Anybody have ever felt that before? How do I work up this thing that I, I've got pressure to perform right now, and I'm not feeling it? I was, and I was struggling for a while, and I'm surrounded by all these people, you, just like popcorn. Here's a miracle. Boom, all around me. Miracles, miracles. And here I am, like, just feeling this anxiety, and, like, I, I felt off, and I, I didn't think I could show up and do like everybody else was doing this week. It was lies, 100% lies, because I, I was functioning out of a false idea of who I was in Christ. That, that was you guys' little snippet. That wasn't in my book, all right? <clears throat> all right, the Lord spoke into my heart regarding the way he wanted me to approach ministry this day. He told me to take the pressure of performance off of myself. Some of us in here need to listen close to that, all right? And simply love on people with the love of Jesus. <laughs> what a novel concept. 
So I shifted my focus from striving for results to simply tapping into the compassion of God's heart. Novel concept. <laughs> it's like, I want to I I try to heal people and do miracles, which is actually impossible for me to ever do, but I'm feeling less than because I'm not feeling it, right? As if I was the solution to the problem in the first place. He wants me to just love on people. That's pretty cool. I can do that. Later that morning, my prayer partner and I approached a man and asked him what he needed prayer for. He said, I am just trying to be open to whatever God wants to do with me right now. I don't know if he just wants to love on me or heal my neck or my shoulder or my knees or my elbows. This guy was a wreck. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I just want to be open to whatever God chooses to do to me. His name was Grant. We appreciated his humility, but my partner replied, well, how about if God just goes ahead and does it all for you? He was taken off guard and said, guess I never thought of that. So we laid hands on him and invited the presence of God to fall on him. We started ministering, not healing, not miracles, the love of Jesus, all right? Grant got blessed by God's radical touch and began crying out, thank you, God. You've been revealing to me this week that I am your son and you are my father. Thank you. I felt impressed to declare over him, you are only God's son. You are his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. He began to cry tears of joy mixed with laughter. He lifted his hands and faced up to heaven to worship God for this revelation. As he was expressing his thanksgiving and and love to God, I asked him to check out his neck. He started moving it around. Then he moved it around some more in every direction. His eyes bulged out and his jaw dropped as he looked at us in awe. He said, the pain is gone. He explained that he had received a football injury 19 years ago that left his neck in chronic pain ever since. He was amazed at what just happened. I want to remind you, we didn't even pray for him. Just released God's presence and love on him, right? Then we had, to check, then we had him check his shoulder. He lifted his arm up and began to swing it around. Again, he was in awe. His shoulder got damaged over 20 years ago from a motorcycle accident and has been limited in movement and comfort ever since. This guy was a wreck. (laughs) Now the pain was gone and full range of motion was restored. This happened before we ever got the chance to even pray for his healing. He began to jump and shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If anyone in the room had ever seen a true charismatic, never seen a true charismatic before, this was the last day they could say so. It was the most heartfelt shouts of praise I had seen in a very long time. It got the attention of the entire room. Hundreds of people in there, by the way. The leaders who were orchestrating the flow of the, of the ministry were compelled to bring a microphone to him to share the testimony of his miracle. With everyone expecting him to tell of a divine healing, he instead began his testimony with what mattered most to him. He said, all week long, God has been telling me that I am his son. And now I have seen that he is my father and he loves me so much that he wants to give me everything I need. I am his son. He is my good daddy. The atmosphere of the whole room shifted instantly as he shouted his praise and the revelation he had just received. The leader felt there was a special grace on this man's testimony. So he asked if there was anyone in the room who was moved in their hearts with a longing to receive the revelation of their sonship. Many people raised their hands. Excuse me. So he had Grant release a declaration over the room for this revelation of God's father heart. It was so powerful. And then Grant grabbed the microphone again saying, oh yeah, And God healed my neck and shoulder completely. And now I have full range of motion with no pain. He almost forgot to say that part. (laughs) Because the other part was more important to him. Everyone joined in his praise. 
Following this, my prayer partner and I went to pray for him one more time for the remaining pains he had in his body from his past ailments and injuries. He said, you mean God wants to give it all to me? He's crying. Yes, we answered. We then got to see his elbows and wrists healed of their chronic pains as well. Praise God. All of these miracles were the result of this man getting the rhema understanding that he is truly is a beloved son of the Most High God. Come on. I'll just read this last paragraph. We all must win in the battle over our identities. Just as Jesus believed at face value the word of God spoken over him as his son, and he didn't need proof to aid his faith, we must do the same. We are children of the Most High God. He is absolutely in love with you, and there's nothing you can do to change that. You cannot get him to love you any more than he already does. You cannot do anything to get him to love you any less. His love is infinite and unshakable. We would do ourselves the greatest favor of our lives to meditate upon this and receive this truth to the degree that we can say, I am a child of the Most High God, his dearly beloved, in whom he is well pleased. Come on. That's a powerful testimony. Had nothing to do with our anointing. <laughs> had nothing to do with how gifted we were. Actually had nothing at all to do with us. Except, except that we knew God's love and that he's a good father. And we were able to share that with someone else. And he had an encounter with God's goodness so powerful that he got healed on accident. 100% healed with all those things he had. It was crazy. It was crazy. And, and the way I want to end right now, <laughs> is anybody's hearts encouraged right now? Thank you, Lord. I, I want to offer the same. If there's anybody who, who wants just a, a greater revelation of the love of the Father, not to get something, but to know Him. Knowing that in Him, whatever that something was, is there. Does that make sense? Whatever that thing you need from Him, it's there if, if he agrees you need it, right? Some people might be like, I really need that Lamborghini. And he's like, I don't know if you're quite there yet. All right. But the things that are within his actual nature that you need, like maybe instead of being so fixated on getting that thing, how about behold the, the, the love that the Father has bestowed on you and has made you his child? And, and encounter Father in that kind of a way and let Him manifest His love on you in such a profound way because He loves you as much as the next person. Believe this or not, He loves you as much as He loved Benny Johnson or Bill Johnson. Whoever, whoever would be your person that you, that you esteem highly and you think God has a special love for that person, He stands you up side by side and his face is drawn to you. I feel him on that. I'm actually getting dizzy, drunk at the moment. <laughs> yes, I received that. Yeah. Whew. If anybody wants to receive, I want to lay hands on people. I'm going to have my team come up too. And, and this is going to be my, as soon as I say, I'm done, when I'm done with this, this will be like our dismissal, okay? And you can let yourself go. Obviously, parents are going to have to get your kids. But if anybody uh, wants to come up, we're going to lay hands on people and just believe in that there's a grace being released for um, just new revelation and encounter to know the Father in, in just a greater way.
And, and guess what? I'm going to be receiving it as we're releasing it too. So I'm not exempting myself from that need. So anyway, if you, I'm going to go ahead and bless everybody real fast. And I'm going to invite people to the front. Parents, if you need to get your kids, you can. Um, but Lord, thank you, God, for being so good to us. Lord, I pray that you will give us, from the nature of the Holy Spirit, the ability to be great beholders, Lord. Because that's where our responsibility of it is. Lord, that, that we, we believe that in our beholding that you will be revealed. So I pray that you'll just release that, the grace in this moment, Lord God, the grace to behold and to see and to be transformed. In the name of Jesus, amen.